What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Basketball Podcast here on the eve of the Valley opener. We will dive into that at the end, but we will also recap the MTE that was last week leading up to Thanksgiving. We hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving because we are thankful for the Dogs going one-on-one in that tournament just as we predicted. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. And Noah, one-on-one is what we predicted, and we'll dive into... Both of these games, more notably the first one, because it mattered most, even in a loss compared to the last one, in a blowout. We will touch on the small things of this, but they might have gotten the the uh, the initial matchups wrong in terms of who should have moved on to, to play for that championship. But no, nonetheless, again, we predicted one and one, and it was good, and we gave the 22-ranked team a fight in that first one. What's going on? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, at, at first – it didn't look like we we're going to give them much of a test than ju- them jumping out to a nine nothing lead and our best player picking up two quick fouls. But yeah, just from the get go, I mean, just the resiliency this team showed and we got to see a lot of guys, uh, some guys step up and get better and better as this season's going on. And some guys that have looked like they need to get out of the real quick rotation as quickly as possible. And it showed in that first game, but, um, it was good to come away with the win, like you said, and give, uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, they're ranked top 25, but a little overrated, but I think Ken Palm has them in the 70s, I think, at, at the time when we were playing them, but definitely um, a very good basketball team that's probably uh, is going to be in the tournament because their resume continues to grow. Yeah, and it seems like they've gotten through a lot of their more notable games compared to what they'll face in the Sun Belt to lead them through the rest of the way to propel them to the tournament, no doubt about it. And I kind of agree with the overratedness, you know, in in terms of how they bear. I mean, again, we said on the preview, I will never discount a mid-major for going into a a power five level arena, like even Michigan state of all, and get the win, no matter how bad the Spartans shot and how bad the, the, the better team played or how worse the better, the big team played. I'll never discredit that, but they did squeak by in that. The Kent State win, all that stuff we talked about, they they were squeak, squeaking by, and we talked about it. You know, we should not look at this game as like we didn't have any chance that like we were playing our own Power 5 team. They were clearly beatable, and I don't recall the initial spread. It wasn't anything too crazy, and we went in this knowing that we were playing with our own house money, just tried to fight, and you said it there, 9 nothing to start, and we overcame a 16-point deficit in this. We had a strong, strong second half. But mainly this game was led by none other than, as you said, our best player, Xavier Johnson. He had 38 points. He was honestly unstoppable. And it shows what he's capable of. It shows, again, what we said, what he can do this season. And being a All-Valley member of any kind, he's easily on that trajectory. We posted it also late last week. He is currently tied for third in the whole country or tied for second, whatever it is, in the whole country in points. That was actually before the previous game, which he still had a nice game before that second one. But he's just been showing out. And if it wasn't for him, we get blown out even more in this game. And, you know, even at points, I mean, their best player, Edwards, I mean, he was – he played well. He shot really efficient. I mean, he is – he plays – just funny, he plays like he's got a stiff back or something. Like, he, he kind of has a weird uh, skill set. And what do you know? The matchups were they who they were. We said a, the starting lineups were the same. AJ got the first assignment on Edwards 
And then none other than Kennard Davis came in and know what we've seen already was Wesley Cardet Jr. And it was this matchup here. Kennard Davis is going to guard the best player on the other team every single night. And you said it there by rotation crunch. We definitely can expect that. Uh, one in particular of the two we're referring to, it's almost like they can't afford to not have them in. They keep talking about Trey Miller a lot about how important he is. Because, clearly, as you mentioned, also the two fouls. X came in at the end of the second half with two fouls or obviously throughout these games that you got to have that backup guard and X had to come in and be this with semi foul trouble and everything up into this game. But no, what stuck out to you otherwise in this game besides just X, you mentioned how some of the role players aren't, we expect them to be off the rip. I mean, our bigs gotten foul trouble in this game. We, we talked about that one lineup we really like showed up a lot in this game uh, again, it's it's more notable than the, than the next game just because we had our moments in this one. We even had a lead here in the second half. What else stuck out to you in this game where, again, we should have knocked off the Dukes of James Madison? Yeah, definitely. I mean, get, we got the, we were more aggressive in that second half, getting to the line a little bit more. I mean, X 12 of 12, but the team was 23 of 28. We'd been struggling from the line. Uh, they were 15 of 28 and really – uh, we can thank Michael Green for helping us keep us in this game. He was two of two of twelve shooting, but Troy struggled from the from the field. Three of nine, one of five from three. Um, some of those threes he needs to he's turned into taking Lance shots almost. Needs to needs to hold on to it and move the ball and get in the offense a little bit more before taking a three. But twelve six and five from Troy. I mean, we I, I talked about Trey Miller having to get out of the lineup. We had to go to Troy at the point guard and let him run the point. Um, with X and foul trouble. So it just shows you, I mean, the foul trouble is going to be there. Um, finally, Yovan gets his minutes. He's been needing 26. He ends up with 10 and nine. And I mean, I just, he's going to be so valuable. I, I just love his game. Scotty only gets seven minutes and obviously no RJ, RJ McGee in this one. Again, he still got to see a lot. Trent hitting two threes in this one. He got called for a travel on one, which should not have been a travel, um, I think he did hit that one, so he should have been three or four. We should have three more points on the board. But in the end, I mean, seeing some more depth, seeing Kennard grow before our eyes is just – we knew this was in him. We knew he's going to be right away. And going into the year, I heard way too many people that said he's not – he's they're, he's, they're going to redshirt him and expecting him not to play. But this guy, we knew this guy following him his high school career was way too good not to play right away. Yeah, and even when we were predicting the start of the year, it's like you put him on your all-freshman team, and it was all about opportunity because just historically, freshmen for us haven't gotten the most minutes outside of Troy D'Amico. And, um, you know, it was, and that's before we knew what we would end up seeing from the likes of R.J. McGee, from Trey Miller, who have underwhelmed to where it's okay, can be behind those guys. It's no – no harm done, and then clearly that even is Jared Hensley still not being eligible. That it's fed into Kennard being this, and he was even better in the second game. He did get his first career SIU points on a three in that first game. But, again, he's guarding the other team's best player, and he's doing a great job at it. I mean, A.J. didn't score in this first game. He was 0 for 4. We found out that he's been dealing with an ankle injury that bled into the next game the next day. He did start still, but he didn't play as much. Uh, and – if a if AJ scores just a couple points, I think we 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 beat James Madison. Just it depends about how many different things play out in the game. I mean, 
there were moments again we had a lead we had a five point lead at the 938 minute mark when we finished off an 8-0 run and then they went on their own 8-0 run to regain the lead we took it back up by 267-65 on an x step back three and then they countered with another 7-0 run and then they and then we cut it to two by a three by Trent with a minute 50 left, and then they closed it on an 8-4 eight, eight to four run themselves. X was perfect from the free throw line. He had been perfect all season up until the last game. Of course, jinxing it. I'll take the blame on that on that tweet we said about his scoring because he did miss a couple the next game. But he also added six rebounds, three assists, a block, and two steals. You mentioned Troy. Definitely he's getting a little trigger happy, but we need him to score and be something. So I guess you'll live with it to an extent. He's a veteran enough to where he should know what kind of shots he should take the rest of the way. You mentioned Yovan for sure. Coming up big, he definitely needs to play more minutes. But again, this was this was the X game, and it also means that you know we barely lost because of what others didn't do. And again, AJ will be one of our top players this year. But if he's dealing with something and missed from the field, didn't score, it was kind of just an off game in every regard for him. Uh, we expect him to be more. I mean, I mentioned the big struggle, foul trouble for sure, and it was one of those games. I and mean, they had Bickerstaff who couldn't shoot a lick from outside. He could hit the ten to fifteen jumper. But Clarence was overplaying, getting in foul trouble. Uh, Scotty was doing the same thing. Those guys were – Bickerstaff was feeding in the first half and then faded in the second. They had some other guys. They were definitely long and athletic. Their guard struggled. So there were some points that both teams have struggled that kind of coincided with each other to make for a close game. But just, again, our 16-point comeback was great. We were great at that last year. And if it shows, you know, whether they took the, the pedal, the foot off the pedal or not – that's you know we were able to fight back in this game but it was all for not you mentioned the refs about Trent's uh call the refs were terrible in this game they absolutely were big time in the second game but for sure moments in this game as well in this close one they made it about them at some point some I can't even think of some specifically but tweeting about it in the moment and thinking back on it now there were a lot of bad ones I wish I could think of some more specifically but that was the name of the tournament as well poor officiating no doubt about it so again Terrence Edwards ended up dominating in the game, had 20-something points and barely missed any shots. So he led the way. Bickerstaff was good as well. But they are, you know, they, you know, and X had a late turnover because he was trying to do too much kind of thing. It just fed into everything that ended up leading to us losing. But it was a great effort, and I could only imagine if we would have got that win what uh, things could have been after that. But well, nonetheless, we we predicted a lose, and that's why I said the matchups were a little messed up. We should have played James Madison the next day because we got New Mexico State the next game. They lost a really close one to Fresno. So we're like, okay, both teams have talent, blah, blah, blah. We knew about New Mexico State being a fresh and brand-new team. But, no, they were – honestly, they put up one of the worst performances I've seen from a team. They were shooting 14%, I think, through the first 10 minutes of the first half. Uh but no, overall, in this game itself, besides us blowing them out, the reasons why we blew them out was because they shot poorly, but because we shot great, notably from the three-point line. We made a lot of them. There was a stat in this game where we assisted on all, but I think two of our field goals, so the ball moved for sure. Like we said, AJ had a couple points, was hurt, missed the rest of the game. No, that's when we saw Canard emerge. What what should stuck out to you in this blowout? You know, it was kind of close at first, and then we ultimately pulled away a little bit of both of us playing well and them playing really bad. What else stuck out to you in this blowout of this Conference USA opponents that we'll get into also what their next game was. They've been struggling a little bit, and they definitely struggled in that second game. Yeah, we knew going into this one, Washington, staying up staying up a little late, watching uh, who we were going to get the next day and seeing that their first game go to OT. I, I texted you right away. I said, 
positive right away that one of these two teams are going to be a little bit tired, more tired than we were. And it showed, I mean, their legs weren't really great right away. I mean, ended up in that first half, they were three of 20 from the field for 15%. Oh, of six from three. Uh, they got thir- they were 13 of 13 from the line, but overall in this game seen mentioned it about the first game, getting to the line again, 17 of 26, getting downhill, seeing our bench show up. I mean, finally seeing some spread corner, Spread scoring, Kennard 12, Yovan 13 off the bench again, Troy had 13, Exit have 18. Um, but just still seeing some pieces that's not playing all well. Uh, Clarence and Scotty, they've went their, – their minutes and their play has went backwards a little bit off those – obviously, in the first couple games, we didn't play great opponents, but their, their play has went backwards and – then RJ getting six minutes. If you're only getting six minutes when we win by what we did, that's just shows you and just surprises a lot more people how what's going on in that situation. Trey Miller in 15 minutes still didn't show me much. He did get the line, knocked down four, four free throws. But overall, just total domination. Still, I mean, the two guys off the bench right now, I mean, Yovan and Kennard are really helping this team. If – we can get AJ healthy and Clarence going and what Trent's been giving us hasn't been talked enough much. This team will be just fine. Exactly. And I just imagine how much better it would be if Trey and RJ were playing like we expected. I mean, again, of the two, Trey is going to play more. They keep talking about how he's going to get in a groove here. And he had moments in this when he was 0 for 2, uh, you know, around the rim itself, and it's showing. If you're four for four from the free throw line, you need to get, you know, draw more fouls. And of course, he is playing like more of a point guard. He's going to dish more than he's going to be that scorer that we thought he was going to be. It's just kind of the confidence isn't there with him totally yet. And if they're not going to be there in those first couple games, it's not going to be there the rest of the way. And luckily, he was on the board here in this game. But, you know, I can understand James Madison in that tough game. And then you play a low, a low, lower team the next one. Uh, and then obviously from here on out, as we know, it's going to be really tough. So if you weren't going to do it the first couple, it's going to be hard to do it now, but we desperately need him to. RJ's one thing, but, you know, we we were not that great offensively in this game from the start. It was definitely a step back from what, you know, besides the first 10 minutes of the James Madison game, it was kind of rough until we kind of got in a groove. So, yeah, we're, we're not starting games the best, which that'll be notable in our, in our tomorrow game, no doubt about it, but – kind of starting slow and then we're picking it up a little bit and then we go on these runs. So the comeback on James Madison and the blowout here of New Mexico States, uh, X wasn't as, as good in this one. Eight, he did have 18. He was, he was nine of 12 from the free throw line. So he didn't miss three. He was three of six and three, three of 11 overall though. He was kind of getting around the rim, slopping up some shots. Even him himself seemed like was tired clearly after playing 37 of 40 and having those 38 points. But Noah, you mentioned it was, and you called it for sure. It was like, hey, this game's going deep, and it's deep into the night. That who that you know that team will be tired. And Fresno got blown up by James Madison the same night. So again, they should have done the matchups a little differently, but so be it. But other points in this game, we saw Clarence uh, hit his hit his only three. He was uh, good around the rim. If X since X wasn't efficiently scoring, he had the assists. He had seven. He had five rebounds. And he found Clarence on some of those. Uh, Scotty 0 for 4 from the line. Yeah, those guys definitely need to get going. They have the toughest matchup of the year, arguably, coming up tomorrow. 
four bigs, but no, again, most notably the name of this game was Kennard Davis's shooting. He was, he was four of eight from three. All of his shots were three. He had six rebounds as well, had two steals in 25 minutes, only one personal foul. Like we said, he's kind of been on the rough end of some bad calls, but he's going to, he's going to sit in the corner. And there were some moments where he's dishing the ball. He's, he's like we said, 22 of 24 were assisted on. He was passing it well. But then when guys would dribble, penetrate, draw the offender, kick it out, Kennard was ready to shoot on in the corner mainly, and he was knocking them down. I mean, again, they were get through in both games, they were getting some of the stats wrong, and they had Kennard for an extra three that X actually had. But nonetheless, he had four. And again, if he's sitting in the corner and he's able to have a first move, if he's not shooting a three, he's breaking the guy off the dribble. That can be an elite move to the rim, or he's shooting. And again, Noah, we heard some of the, his teammates, I think X mentioned at the start of the year about Kennard and his shooting. But no, I don't think we expected it like this. If we can expect Kennard to hit these threes, be one of the top shooters on the team, he's easily going to be an all-freshman team member. If he's going to average around six points a game, be a top defender. Noah, clearly, overall, you said the two bench guys there for sure, Yovan and Kennard, but... I mean, both of them for sure. Your your final thoughts on what those two can continue to be for us. Definitely, Kennard, you're touched on about, you know, the role that we've been on with him. But if he's going to shoot like that, Noah, and be a great defender, there's no doubt he's going to be a freshman team member. He's going to be one of the important players on the team. Your overall thoughts on that and of this whole tournament and this drubbing uh, of this second game we had to go to finish one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see a, through the conference so far, there's a lot of – there's some freshmen that's competing, but the way Kennard's playing right now, if he continues to develop, it's only going to – he's only going to get better throughout this freshman season. Then, obviously, talking about Jovan, I mean, him getting some more minutes, I mean, then continuing. I mean, there, I know there's a lot of a lot of newcomers that are really good, but he could end up on all bench team or uh, all newcomer team. But, yeah, just seeing these guys get going, I mean, through these couple games, noticing – not a lot. I mean, especially the two MTE games, not turning the ball over very much. I think we're right around 10 a game. Uh, but in those ones, we haven't been. I mean, I think we ended up with uh, in that second game, I know we blew them out, but only five turnovers. I want to say it was seven in the JMU game. So taking care of the basketball and the assist to turnover ratio is really good right now in the season. 81 assists to 51 turnovers. That's plus 30 if you have a ratio like that throughout the season we're going to be really good and the defense has showed up I mean we're allowing teams to only score 63 points uh we're probably number can fluctuate a little bit but we could also see it get better once we get into tough valley games but defense has been really really good it can improve especially big wise with Scotty and Clarence obviously there's no really no rim protector so a third big, something to mention, not having Kate or even Jarrett at this point, having a third big in that rotation, uh, going to that small ball lineup. But really like what I saw of this team, the fight of this team, just sitting back and watching this team develop as the season go along. I mean, right now, three-point-wise, 51 of 129 on the season for 40%. I mean, we're hitting 40%, and that's with Clarence shooting two of seven, AJ's one of nine, uh, Choi's 8 of 23. He's shooting 35%. Pretty good. Yeah. But Trent Brown, 15 of 25 for 60%. We got X shooting 40%. He's 11 of 28. We got Yovan shooting 37%, 7 of 19. And now Kennard's 
shooting 42% with five of 12. So if we're going to continue to shoot the ball well. I mean, I was, I jokingly say it, but I told, I think I told you this, but told other guys this, that if this team, oh, just on the open threes, if they hit 40% of those open shots, I mean, this team's going to finish top three in the Valley. For sure. And they're going to surprise a lot of people. And they've surprised us in a sense, mainly of the three-point shooting. We knew there were guys that could do it. And Trent's off to a better start than we could have ever asked for. Yes, with that 60% is nuts. He's making about two a game. And we mentioned Kennard's emergence from that line. If we can be a three and D team, I mean, clearly everyone knows threes are better than two. So if we're if the bigs aren't getting us at some points what we need, I mean, we can still count on Scotty and Clarence to be good players. But we know if this team is going to live off of its guards and forwards and be led by a team like that, and it's almost like because we know our bigs can score, it's really the best thing they could do. You you mentioned how we don't have rim protection, we don't have defense really at all from either. Scotty can move pretty well. They both have agility, but again, they both overplay. They both do everything that leads to fouls, and we could end up becoming again. That's why we'd love to have Jared as a potential five of this team. But that's what Troy's going to be for us. He's done it before, you know. And these lineups that we like, where Yovan's the four because he has he's strong enough to do it. He's been rebounding great, and he's doing everything else. And we've been leaving off back cuts in this one. I think Rodney was talking a lot about to Brian and definitely on the radio itself during the games about how great our back cuts have been. So we've been living off that. We are assisting. You mentioned the ratio. We're doing a lot of great things. And, again, you, you did it off of our four wins are against not the best opponents. We know this. But, again, even the signs that we showed James Madison, not only the fight but everything else that is into a fight – that you know leads a comeback against a good team. So there are the signs of that. So this team's shown a lot of discipline in that. And again, if we're going to be a three and D team, that you know, so be it. And that's great. So we're going to assist, play defense, and shoot threes. That's what we like to hear. To where this team could end up surprising those people and and be that team because we'll talk about you know there's some. Our team's got cons, of course. Every team's got cons to this point. But even parts that we think we could have advantages of over other teams that we'll see if that sticks out because that's what this team has continued to show. So, yeah, 81 to 54 drubbing of the Aggies of New Mexico State. Just speaking of that, because their next game against Louisville, they almost won. They had almost all their players but four foul out of the game. So they were playing with four players at the end of their game against Louisville. They almost they almost beat them. We know how crappy Louisville has been. But some things here of stats wise for that. You went through some other ones. You know, we, obviously we know X. This is the best stretch he's had in six straight games since early 2022. Is last year at George Matt George Madison. There's Trent. There's the the turnovers uh, stats and all this stuff that coach said. That's obviously the 22 of 24 for the assists margin. And then um, this is the first time Brian's first se- since his first season. That's the year the dogs began Valley play at our opponent then as well. So there's just a lot of stuff going into this game. Some more impressive numbers. X, he is currently fourth in the nation and fouls drawn per 40 minutes at nine per 40. Zach Eady is number one on that team, and he's 12th in the nation in assist rate X is. So, again, that shows the dominance he has shown so far this season. So, again, one and one in the MTE. If we were to obviously point out dogs of the tournament, it's easily X for his first game, and it's easily Kennard for the second game. I would say, no, we can agree on those two being – Pivotal, but again, this team's showing if guys aren't stepping up and we don't have some others, everyone's got to be a dog on this current team to to win us the games that we need to. So quickly here before we get around the Valley, we did notice there are some headlines-wise here that there's a Black Friday sale for the SLU and Oklahoma State games. Clearly, you know, we had to remember that the SLU game 
coming up this weekend is a one o'clock game. So we'll talk about more of that at the time, but that's unfortunate for us trying to get there. Uh, but we know Oklahoma State's fine at the eight o'clock the next game. So there are a Black Friday sale that happened this Friday. Hopefully you guys got those. There's deals going on before all of this leading into these couple games. So, you know, segueing to the Valley here about what everyone has done. And we'll clearly, after you talk about what everyone's done, we'll get into, we'll get our thoughts on that. And then we'll segue to all the other first conference games. And we know we're ours is the only one tomorrow. So we'll get to the ones over the next coming days. What, is, what has everyone done recently? Yeah. A lot of teams in their MTEs um, since we last talked last Monday night, uh, Monday night, Illinois State took down Long Beach State. Dalton Banks, great in that one, led the way with 15 points in that victory. Dalton Banks continues scoring double digits every game they've played so far. Another one, UNC Williamton takes down Murray State um, in overtime. Another close game. Murray State cannot close out. So, um, Jacoby Wood, 24 points. He's been really good. Him and Ellington have been really good. So, they just need – their leader Rob Perry to step up a little bit more uh, a surprising one not the not that they lost but they lost to a good team but Stephen F Austin blows out Drake in the Cayman Islands Classic 92-68 19 points from Overton um Tucker 4 of 11 10 points one of his roughest nights he's had in his career um that just shows you Stephen F Austin's a pretty good team Missouri State takes down Abilene Christians in the US Virgin Islands Paradise Jam. Austin Mason good in that one, 21 points uh, in that one. Donovan Clay, 19. But NJ Benson, we're going to be talking about – I'm going to be mentioning him a lot. 17 points, 16 rebounds in that one. He just continues to be a monster and the big man they need. Bradley takes down Tulane in that SoCal Challenge late game of the night, staying up to watch that one. Malevi, 18 in that one to lead the way. Uh, on Tuesday night, while well, our game was in action, Illinois State dropped one to High Point. High Point's an awful basketball team. They dropped that one. Drake took down a solid Akron team by 20. Indiana State scored 103 against Rice. Valpo beats Western, so Valpo uh, continues to get some wins. Then on Wednesday, in the battle for Atlantis, they had, they had a lead during the first half and uh, close to halftime. But UNI falls to North Carolina, 91-69. Uh, Heiss looked really good in that one. Uh, App State beat Murray State by 10. So another game that Murray could have maybe won, but failed, failure to close it out. Illinois State gets blown out by Wright State, 74-49. Um, didn't get to watch that one, but Trey Calvin had 26 in that one for Wright State. Indiana State. Puts up 90 against Pepperdine, 90-82 win for them. Bradley takes down a really good UTEP program, 63-59. Uh, Hickman led the way uh, for that. So to win the – they won their division in the SoCal Challenge. Uh, they were in the surf division. I think that's what we were in last year. On Wednesday, you and I blew uh, like a 12-point lead and got hit with uh, – Isaac Banks hit a go-ahead shot with 0.8 seconds left against uh the, so they lose to texas tech 72 70 uh so they blew another one they had a couple really obviously the first one against you uh northern iowa or north carolina just a much better team but they should have closed that one out i mean bowen hasn't been in, been the best he's battling injury but 
another close when they lose, but playing with these teams they were in that in that tournament with just shows then on Friday, Belmont loses one to Monmouth, 93-84. That's not a good team. Monmouth isn't. Um, Belmont just still refuses to play defense. Indiana State beats a really good Toledo team, 76-74. Swope had 23 in that one. Um, so that was a really good win for them. Evansville staying undefeated, an overtime win at Chattanooga, 85-77. Uh, remember the name Ben hum Humriches is going to be a guy to watch out for this year in the Valley as they Evansville continues to shine for the Valley UIC blows out middle, a really good. I thought a really good middle Tennessee state team 70 to 40 in that game. Uh, Stephen clay was really good in that one had 18. So UIC looking pretty good then in the battle for Atlantis on Friday night, Northern Iowa, Beat Stanford, a Pac-12 team, 73-51. Heist led the way in every game in that tournament, so him missing last year really hurt them. Saturday, Evansville blew out SEMO. That's a really, really big one. Uh, Missouri State blew out S South Carolina State. Valpo beat Southern. Uh, Belmont gets a really good win in overtime over Penn. Penn, who's a team that beat Villanova. Drake beat Texas Southern. UIC gets another win in their MT against George Washington. Bradley beats a really good Vermont team, 79-70. Sunday, Belmont gets another win against Lafayette. UIC loses in their championship game, their MTE against a pretty good North Carolina uh, Greensboro team. Uh, UIC had a chance to win that one. They fouled late, and, US, and UNCG hit some free throws late, and they failed to win it. So a lot of games that happened, a lot of successful MTEs for the Valley. The Valley has looked really good. We're usually talking about non-conference not going well, and it's not looking good. But non-conference so far, just through the MTEs and Thanksgiving, Valley has improved a lot. And their Ken Palm ratings, I know a lot of people are tweeting about them, are raising rapidly. I think, I think we – forget the number, but I think there's seven or eight teams within the top 150. So uh, continue to climb, and the Valley's had a pretty good start to the season. No doubt. And there's some teams that have – again, it's kind of like players on our team. You'll see it. There are people that are un that will underwhelm. There's people that will, that will overwhelm. And that's – you know, UIC's played really well. You mentioned they lost by one in their tournament. They could have been champions. And Missouri State is showing what they're made of, and they're winning theirs. Bradley's winning theirs. Bradley is showing to be the best team in the league so far. Drake has had some off moments. Again, we'll talk about the cons of each one of these teams. Some teams just aren't deep enough. Some teams are really top-heavy, as we kind of predicted – that is the Drakes, that is the Belmonts, that is the Murray States, that is everybody else in that regard. So, yeah, definitely showed some good. You and I, you said they had some leads in these games before they before they don't do it. Bowen's not as best. You and I will be fine. Uh, so that's, you know, record doesn't show exactly all of that. But Illinois State's underwhelmed for sure. I mentioned Murray and all of them. So, again, there's some teams that have been good in that regard compared to some others. Yeah, Ken Palm, a lot of teams have jumped, but no – no more than Evansville has jumped uh, to what they are in the pre in the uh, Ken Palm. So yeah, Ken Palm ratings are what they are. Everything else has happened. So definitely, a lot of teams have indeed looked good. No doubt about it. Uh, we're actually in the top twenty in Rocco's updated uh, non-power six rankings. So that updates all the time 
For sure. So let's wrap this thing up, Noah. I mean, we know we're getting a new scoreboard. Tim Leonard keeps updating everybody. The the semi was there with it. It will be up, you know, obviously the rest of this week until we all see it on Saturday. That's notable. So with that being said, no, let's segue to the Sycamores of Indiana State. We know how good this team is. We went through some of their teams. They've only lost one game. That was at Alabama. They showed signs in that game. But other than that, they've beaten everybody else. We know how, uh, how amazing this, this offense is. They are currently second nationally in effective field goal percentage, as we've kind of expected. You know, what are some names that we already know about on this team, but also the newcomers that we also know about? Because everyone on their team that's of notable is playing really well, and it's lived up to what they are offensively. They are a absolute juggernaut. Yeah, they're they're an absolute. I mean, scoring machines with two guys you got to watch out for. Uh, two transfers, obviously. Isaiah Swope we were in on, and Ryan Conwell. So two guys we know pretty well following them. We ran Ryan Conwell out of high school. We went to USF, then we were in on him in the portal, and obviously he goes back to his home state. But a team that's averaging 89 points a game, I mean, just incredible. Uh, they're shooting 40, 41% from three. That's a lot of Swope and Mason Miller and those guys. But just a team that you got to watch out for offensively. So it's a they don't play I mean they don't play terrible defense but they're not a defensive team like we are but we got to watch out for Swope and his threes then obviously Ryan Conwell does it all but you got to think Swope's leading the way for them offensively then Robbie's right behind him but Robbie Vila the best big in the valley he's going to be I think he's the best big in the valley by far but they don't have a lot of depth to watch out for i think in their last i think a game against the toledo they had all their starters were getting marcus to mass treatment and they couldn't come out of the game they only played very few guys off the bench but really i mean robbie averaging 18 points seven rebounds five assists he's just so freaking good and he's playing more minutes this year uh did miss the first two games of the year with injury i think I'm uh, not sure exactly what injury, but not a lot of depth. Uh, Mason Miller, Jake Wolf, Bledson that started two games while Robbie was out. Playing really the only guys off the minutes. I mean, Derek Forrest, a freshman at 6'10", is really their backup big. I'm sure he'll play down the stretch. But uh, the guys like the role players, Jason Kent and those guys, um, not as good as our we have a deep We have a deep advantage depth-wise, so – Hopefully our defense can get after them and ugly it up like their game against Toledo because our team's not capable of scoring in the 80s and 90s to win basketball games. So, and every game, every game this season, they've scored over 90 points except for that Toledo game. So we need to take that film, dirty it up like we always do. We know we go into, but. Um, it's going to be a really good basketball game. I think the early spreads out, we are five point underdogs. Um, so it's going to be very fun to watch. It just sucks that we get to open up with a road game there. Um, but I mean, their, their opening is us at home. Then they get to go to Bradley on Saturday. So they, they have a really tough start to the conference play as well. Yeah, and again, if we get this win on the road, I mean, that can do wonders moving forward, not only just a road win, but you're kicking off 1-0 against one of the top teams. So it is definitely a challenge, but it's one I think we're up to because of that reason alone. We definitely have to keep them well under 89 points a game. 
you know, if the, the, we match them with our defense that just, you know, if they clash offense and defense, it's all about who comes up. If they make tough shots on good defense, there's nothing you can do. We need AJ to be healthy in this game because you mentioned a five point, it's five and a half court in ESPN. We figured we'd be underdogs and that we are in this game, but no, again, if we, I, I'll take the plus in that. I think we keep it close to, I remember predicting that we would lose this game overall, but no, in terms of matchups, or you mentioned the death advantage, no doubt. Jason Kent's playing well. We've been dogging him for years. He's not doing what he's capable of. There's Xavier Bledson. You mentioned the young freshman big, Mason Miller, uh, uh, Wolf. It's like, okay, we need to take advantage of these guys because we have an advantage. We have Scotty off the bench. We have Yovan. We have Kennard playing great. But it's all about guards. They're led by Robbie, and they're led by those those elite guards that are leading the way for them. So, no, if we're quickly talking about matchups, I, we can say – you know, if what we're to do, Trent's got to be on somebody. It's either Conwell or or they start three guards. They start Julian Larry as well. So whichever you want to do there, we can trust our defense. You put X on like a Conwell. What do we say? X on AJ on a Conwell, X on a Swope, and then maybe a Trent on a Larry. You can mix and match with all those kinds. And we know we got Troy on Kent, and then Clarence is going to give his absolute best against whatever. So um, I think those are what the matchups could be. Uh, I think Noah could up. Plus five and a half. I hope we keep it close. I think we'll lose a close one, though, because that's how good they are, and it's a tough road test. Your quick final thoughts. Take us out of this, ending it with your prediction. Yeah, definitely think that we're going to have to ugly this game up and see what we're capable of and uh, just see which guys continue to step up for this team and develop because, I mean, your two bigs are going to be great tomorrow night with Robbie Avila, so that's really the key because I expect – I'm just fine with other pieces – um, be able to limit the other guys is just what can Rob, can we stop Robbie and, uh, don't allow Wolf and Miller come off the bench and just get open shots because I mean, Mason Miller hit five threes in the first half in their second to last game. So it's definitely going to be a tough one, but I, I do think we ugly it up and keep it close for a close loss. No doubt. So we'll we'll talk to you guys at the end of the week. Some point when we re, when we recap this preview and salute, there's some other good games around the valley. We'll talk about those when they're over, though. So for Nick Malone, no alerts. Valley starts tomorrow, baby. We'll see what the dogs got on the road. Go dogs.